This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show and the Dieselpunk simulcast special, an interview with Mr. Pycraft himself, Bernardo Andre DeSena. John Pica and I, Eric Renderking Fisk, talk to one of the original founders of Dieselpunk, talk about the origins of the genre, battling with Wikipedia, and the future of the genre that we all know and love. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned. Hey there, guys and gals, all you hepcats, cool kittens, you diesel-powered disciples of cool. Welcome to a syndicated simulcast of the Fedora Chronicles and the Diesel Punk Podcast. I am your co-host, the artist also known as Big Daddy Cool, the bamboozleist John Pika. You can call me Johnny, and I am coming to you live from a remote, undisclosed location in Nash Vegas, Tennessee, and joining me via the magic of the internet, the man, the myth, the legend, the deacon of diesel punk, Mr. Eric Renderking Fisk. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the deacon of diesel punk reminding all of you to stay strong, stay solid in the world, word of diesel punk. And I boy, I've I have not been this excited. Um, to do a radio show since our conversation with Stephanie Caddo. Um, and, and we have a very special guest, and I'm floored that he actually, not only does he want to do the show, but I, I, John, you were telling me that he actually reached out to us and said he wanted to do the show. Yeah, yeah. so I got an email, uh, a private message from uh, this individual. We'll introduce him uh, formally and give him a proper intro in a moment and um, wanted to talk about uh, the, the his our thoughts philosophies on the genre of diesel punk the evolution thereof and um, I, I said immediately well if we're going to do this we got to record it for the podcast because our listeners will go bananas and um but before I introduce our, our guest, am I allowed to use your real name? Uh, sure, of course. All right. So we have got on the line with us one of the most exciting guests we've ever had. We've got the one, the only, Mr. Piecraft, Bernardo Senna. And uh, what's that? I know, I just said hi. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're a listener of this podcast and you don't know who Mr. Piecraft is, you've obviously not been listening for the last seven years. Mr. Piecraft, and I'll let you expand on this, uh, Bernardo, but um, Mr. Piecraft is one of the authors of what we consider one of the founding documents of the genre of diesel punk. He uh, co-authored an article with uh, Nick Ottens and um, helped set up the Wikipedia page for diesel punk. Uh, 
And um, according to, to our conversation, Bernardo, little did you know back then, about what, 10 years ago, that uh, your article, I think it was Discovering Diesel Punk, that uh, you would go on to become a founding father of the genre, and not only a founding father of the genre, you would have your own branch of the genre known as Pycraftian Diesel Punk. So I thought it would be cool. First of all, introduce yourself a little bit more. Tell a little bit more about yourself to the audience, and then we'll dig into the history you have with Diesel Punk, where where you got in, where it started, where it's gone from there, and we'll talk about our thoughts and feelings and philosophies about it. No, that's great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, that's a very nice introduction. And as as you just stated, yeah, I was a kind of uh, a bit uh, surprised at how far the the Pycraft name <laughs> went. Uh, since uh, I first started working with Nick, fleshing out the whole, I'd say, I, I guess you could call it a genre at this stage, right? Like diesel punk. Um, so, would you want to know more about? You want to know like who I am in real? Oh in yes. In my, um, yeah. Well, as as already stated, I'm Bernardo Sinner. I'm actually an American. I'm American Portuguese. I grew up mostly in Europe. I am um, American, obviously. I'm from New York originally, and uh, I've, I've I've been traveling around a lot in Europe and working in different places. My field is actually in film, so I'm a creative producer, uh, a writer as well, and I have also always been acting since I was young, really interested in writing, but specifically in thing, in the genres of horror and uh, sci-fi. Growing up, I, I grew up in the, well, to be correct, I'd say late 80s, 90s. So I was very into the sort of cyberpunk scene, you know, coming with a background that listened to a lot of industrial and stuff, you know, you have all those themes coming into it. So cyberpunk was very influential to me. Uh, it, when these sort of, when Wikipedia started out or when it was sort of growing, there were all these sort of derivatives or, well, actually the, sorry, let me correct that. The main derivative being steampunk that was developing at the time. And there were many more but no one had sort of the literary or the genre understanding or the connection to sort of the scene online, so to speak, to sort of develop it further. I'm, I'm talking in specific to like Wikipedia here. Mm -hmm. uh, since it was more like, you know, it was, you have your sort of, I think at that time there was more like your, uh, like this was early 2000s perhaps, like you had your mid these type editors people contributing to it so you didn't really have like really young people <laughs> who are like saying oh no you know this you know this thing diesel punk it's an actual thing <laughs> and uh i just remember i had i i can't remember who the other editor was i think one or two others um we basically were fighting <laughs> to have like just to have like a stub or something to sort of claim for diesel, you know, to claim that diesel punk is a thing 
because of you know children of the sun and it was it was defined um as I, as of yet sort of a uh, subgenre to cyberpunk but it wasn't fully developed yet um and yeah that was an ongoing fight and and then that this was a this was back in we're talking like 2005 i think the history of the wikipedia article you can probably find it it's from 2000 like yeah it was around 2005 and you know it got shut down multiple times and they were even shutting down the steampunk um page too uh because they you know typical wikipedia like saying well this is you know you, you can't really source this and this is not reliable and so forth Anyway, um, then Nick, Nick Ottens, uh, he, he contacted me because he found the history of the, the article. Um, and, oh, and he's like, oh, you seem to have been, you know, put a lot of effort and work into this and, and, and are really into this. And Nick obviously was uh, at the time sort of developing his Gatehouse Gazette, which was primarily focused on steampunk. And... But he was sort of verging also into diesel punk as well because he found a, a lot of affinity towards it, the idea and the concept. And he approached me about it and he wanted to sort of flesh it out more and discuss it more because he found that there was sort of was developing, which is what I saw as well, developing trend of people being interested in this. And yeah, I guess that's uh, <laughs> that's where we got to, to the stage of, uh, of the first article that he published on the Gatehouse Gazette um which i think it was 2008 yeah discovering diesel punk like you mentioned and um yeah it so it just grew from there and i sort of started working more with on a few more articles relating to it which were published through the gatehouse gazette and we started also seeing more how the community was evolving and 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 with with the the idea the original idea of the of the of the, of the genre which was this new flavor of of like how do you like yeah like sci-fi alternate history punk um sci-fi focused from the sort of tail end of the 20s to the end of the 50s and um, all the stuff that my, myself and Nick were, were involved in were mostly just, you know, we were using a lot of just our own knowledge and background of other things, you know, his being very strong, strongly influenced by the steampunk genre, myself more from literary genres and cyberpunk and, and, and film and, you know, all sorts of media at the time because I was just really getting into this type of stuff always been a fascination of mine so yeah I've, I've probably ranted on now <laughs> enough about the history of the whole that but that's sort of like how it began and then I sort of let, let it uh, go um, I got preoccupied with a lot of things uh, after that I don't even remember where I was I think I was in uh, London yes I was in London at the time when this all sort of was taking place had a lot of things that I, uh, I I left London and I was very busy and I sort of lost touch with Nick he kept on communicating with me saying hey want to do this and that but he then got busy too with a lot of his own things i think also he changed uh, it's the gatehouse because it no longer publishes i think it's something else now 
Um, I haven't talked to him for quite some time, actually. And uh, yeah, you know, and recently I came across someone pointed out, hey, you know, aren't you Mr. Pycraft? No, I use that. Uh, I use that. That was like my my handle. I used a lot online for a lot of stuff uh, for Wikipedia, but everything else. Uh, and I came across the fact that, oh, wow, so there's this big thing now that are people are using, like Pycrafting and stuff. And then I came across, you know, your podcast and listened into some of your own um, critique and then uh, input feedback, I should say, more about yeah. like the, about everything. And I found it interesting. And, uh, and also, like I said, I was kind of surprised at like what had developed out of all of this. And uh, I'm actually happy, though, to, to see that Diesel Punk is now an actual thing that is taken seriously and revisiting even the article on Wikipedia I see a lot of the of the article is still there and it's just funny to see it after all this time uh, because we did fight a lot myself and Nick as well when after we published like you know to try to to make sure that you know this wasn't just something off the top of our heads we were really trying to to fine we noticed that other people were really into and uh that was uh, it was a growing trend so yeah um so i'm i'm really happy to be here and to be with two uh diesel heads like yourselves yeah um and uh and uh of all of this is that i i i i've always liked diesel punk as a genre as i said like i've always been really interested in all the literary You know, so, coming from my background of cyberpunk, and so I, I can't really state that I'm a diesel head, which is kind of weird because you know you so you you have like something that comes from a cyberpunk background, like from my perspective, and then from the steampunk, which is Nick's, and it's kind of funny that we were both fighting <laughs> for the cause of this thing, which which is which means a lot to a lot of people, and I really respect that for the, the fact that it it's coming to its own and so happy because. At the time, I saw that this was going to be that. I saw that, you know, with any subgenre, uh, it's just part of my thing that I, I, I really, I, that's why I, I kind of love things to do with like culture, popular culture too, especially, especially when it's related to literature and film and so on. It's going to be a thing because of just what I um, noticed coming out of like in the film. I think it was, what was it? It was uh, Sky Cap. Uh, Sky Cap, uh, sorry, what's the name of the title? I lost it. Sky Cap, Captain of Tomorrow. Sky Captain in the World of you Tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's the that's, that's the right. one. That's the one movie that everybody goes to and says <laughs> that that is, that is the one most perfect example of what diesel punk is, and and a lot of people um, have been sort of like moving the needle or moving the goalpost. Like a lot of people will come out and say something like I, like I will say that for me, for my money, um, dark city is one of the best examples of, of diesel punk and at simultaneously Neo film noir and other people try and throw in the rocketeer Raiders of the lost Ark, the Warren Beatty, uh, Dick Tracy movie and it it seems to me as if it's a healthy thing that that 
John and I have been friends, and we've been talking about this for more than three years, talking about what is and what isn't diesel punk. And it seems like the the favorite pastime of diesel punks is debating, arguing, and fighting about what is and isn't diesel punk. Johnny, am I am I off base there? No, it, you're absolutely right, Eric. But I want to backtrack just a minute um, because. Mr. Prycraft, you said something really profound, and I don't even think you know you said it. Talking about your interpretation of what the diesel punk era is, you said early 20s through the end of the 50s. Yeah, I, I, I actually, well, not early. Oh, I said tail end 20s, but yeah, you can count in the early 20s too. Like, I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, go on, sorry. <laughs> well, what what's profound about that is that we, Eric and I, have been arguing with other diesel punks in the community about what that timeline really looks like and how far it extends. And it's always been my assertion that, it's 1957. That's like a hard date because that's the launch of Sputnik. But we've gotten a lot of pushback on that for years. So I just want it to go on the record that one of the founding fathers, one of the holy trinity of diesel punk, just agreed with me. <laughs> so um, anyway... Uh, there are going to be a lot of people freaking out over the fact oh, that, oh, that that's that that the one of the founders of diesel punk has said has has agreed with John so maybe hopefully we can finally put this argument to rest yeah yeah and 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 you know it's really funny um you know I, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about Bernardo was uh, you know, in your original thesis, in the original writing with um, Nick Ottens and getting that Wikipedia page set up, by the way, their their editorial process has not improved at all. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've I've tried I've tried to update that uh, that article that Wikipedia page with you know some of the new stuff that has been developed and some of the new philosophies and genre uh, you know flavors of the genre and they shut me down so hard this, this um, is exactly what you're experiencing is exactly what i experienced when i first tried to set this up and i was actually surprised to see that uh, like i said like that the article now on um sorry on wikipedia actually bears a strong resemblance to the original one that i was fighting for which is kind of ironic because I would have expected, like you just mentioned, that it would have been updated over time because that's what happens. Things get updated, obviously. Um, so what you're sympathizing 100%, and I, it's part of the reason why I left Wikipedia after a while because yes. it's, you're just it's ridiculous. They will not, like even when Nick had published, uh, the, when the Gatehouse Gazette was actually published and there were these things out there, I thought, oh, yeah, okay, finally, now there's something published. We can credit it as an actual source, finally, because, you know, and they still knocked him down, uh, well, knocked the article down, and it didn't matter. It's like, you can't win. There's some editors that are just hell-bent, like, on a power trip there, and 
but I think that'll change and hopefully soon I, I would I would like to see those updates and I would like you know but Wikipedia isn't everything at the end of the day so no no it's not but uh, some people seem to think it's authoritative and this is what I tell people this is the exact reason why Wikipedia cannot be authoritative is because it 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 does have these editors who don't don't see the, the the or don't agree with updates or agree with factual information. I went in there and I did some updates citing um, you know citing articles that Eric has written on the Fedora Chronicles. Yep. Um, you know we've got seven years of diesel punk content on this podcast and. You know, I cited various shows and episodes on of this podcast, and one of the editors comment, you know, sent me a message said, "This is self promotion; it will be deleted." Problem with Wikipedia is that they will not allow an author to include his own work in um, uh, in the in the Wikipedia page. Like, for example, I wrote an article. This is Dieselpunk that explains what what exactly is Dieselpunk and what it actually means to me and how I think it is has evolved over the years. And the I and I have tried to enter it in and say this is this is it this is this is what this is a, not a founding document but I think it is a, it's an important document for people because because people keep referring back to it. Um and I'm not I'm not sure how how exactly do we go about handling the situation with Wikipedia. Eric, you were you were saying that you have tried to submit uh, updates to Wikipedia. Sure. Citing your own work, right, and it, it it has not gone well. Well, I mean, the, the one article in particular on the Fedora Chronicles, I have an article called "This Is Diesel Punk," and it is an article that yes, I, I yes, I, I admit I wrote it. Other people go back to it saying this is what diesel punk is, and a lot of people have a lot of other people say, "Fair enough," say this. Eric does not know what he's talking about, and that's fine as long as there's the conversation. But I don't even get a uh, an alert back saying you you can't you, you can't cite your own work. I you cannot contribute your article on Diesel Punk in the Diesel Punk page on Wikipedia. It just up and the link just up and disappears. So I I don't know that what is, I, what do you say to that fortunate uh, problem because I remember Nick having this difficulty when he was at House Gazette as an actual publication or one of the very few ones at the time that was discussing diesel punk not even trying to like they weren't he wasn't trying to like uh, he was just putting it in the in the resources part um, in the sorry the resources section and this is a, an annoying thing unfortunately the way that Wiki, wikipedia works is because because it's free a lot and this is i'm not defending them but it's one of the realities of why it's so dysfunctional is because you have editors or head editors or you know people who moderate mostly who have a lot of edits under their belt and so they have power more power uh, than others and they don't have any background of like punk literary genre anything like this 
So you could literally just have a guy who has loads of edits under his belt because he knows a thousand things about karate and he's a, you know, a professor about nuclear physics. And he'll just come across the diesel punk page and he'll do that. And he'll, and this is what I confronted. So like your issues with the, 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 the Wikipedia article is, has been the same as mine because I kept getting the same stuff. Like people telling me, well, this is not this, you can't cite these sources. It's also like, this is a self-published thing. Was, I think someone else was trying to publish, I, I forget. I think he was um, at one stage, cause I remember revisiting it again. Someone was trying to also, uh, was an author. He's the he's in charge of the at the time was the Diesel Punk blog or something. And yeah, I like, wonder if you. I, I wonder if that. you're talking about um, Tom Wilson. It was him, and uh, they also shut him down. And it's just like ridiculous because you're actually shutting down people who are part of the community, like yourselves. <laughs> and it's just it's it's y- you can't win because they're saying like we you know cite sources and cite. Uh, uh, relevant material to this article and it's like yeah but you're shutting it down <laughs> it's right. like you need to have a, a a doctorate in harvard you know to somehow impress these these guys otherwise and it's just ridiculous they have no clue of anything to do with this genre this community this lifestyle this culture and i'm saying that in the broadest way as well right. because i'm including things like steampunk and they just deem whatever it is uh, to be unnecessary. And I get it. They have to with certain things because, yeah, you get a lot of, you know, you know, crazies on there too. But in your case, like it's, it's self-explanatory because, you know, yeah, there's an article there. It's, it's okay. It's self-published, but it's definitely, you know, uh, a reliable source and it should be considered and it should be taken into account. It's just that, you know, they don't do the research. They don't do, they expect you to, to jump all the hurdles. And that's what, I, that's what I was trying to explain, like, from the beginning, what I was trying to do, uh, even just for a short little article to, to, to promote the fact that this was, because before, the, before there was an actual article, it was literally, like, just a short derivative art article just explaining, you know, Lewis Polak, Children of the Sun, da 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 And just very, very, I kept it vague and very, very, beginnings of this but they just shut it down and said no 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 diesel punk doesn't exist i'm like what what hold on a second <laughs> the term yeah. was coined there are certain there's a you know there's discussion about this my advice is at one point it will be included because you'll probably get someone who has you know perhaps more authority who's connected to this community and he will include it and that's what i was surprised to see myself because i, I didn't expect it to evolve at least to the stage where, you know, you're talking to someone who yeah. remembers the, the Wikipedia article having been shut down. So I'm actually kind of surprised that the article's even there <laughs> to yeah. begin with, you know, so. One of, the things, yeah. uh, one of the things I just want to include here, there are 65 different sources and they have a whole bunch of stuff from Tom Wilson that wasn't, that wasn't there the last time that I checked. Um, under the references, yeah, there, yeah, there, there's there's 65. Not one of the things that John Pika and I have done. Um, there's stuff that Larry Emmett has done, but there's nothing there um, from John Pika or or Eric Runder King Fisk, and I I I don't know what to say about that. I think that's a, that's disappointing. That's very disappointing, and. Um 
I I wish I could change that. Um, I can't, unfortunately, because like I haven't been uh, associated with Wikipedia for a very yeah. long time since. Like, it's exactly that feeling I explained to you. I when I left Wikipedia, they were shutting down articles that I was involved in, and I was at least trying to attribute some relevance to, and one of them being specifically Dieselpunk. Yeah, and so I just had enough after well, a while. Well, maybe Sorry. Eric, maybe Eric, we need to reach out to Tome and ask him to do the updates uh, on our behalf. Yeah, because the the frustrating thing is any cursory research done by one of those editors is mm-hmm. going to lead you back to Larry Amiet back to Eric Fisk, back to John Pica, or back to Tom Wilson. Right. Because I, I say this not being braggadocious or with any arrogance, but for the at least the last 10 years, the four of us have been the ones on the forefront of creating the genre. I mean, there, of course, there, of course. There, are, there are other people who are writing, creating, doing art and whatnot as well. But in terms of publishing material, it, it's it's been the four of us. And um, so that gets frustrating because one of those Wikipedia Wikipedia researchers could just, you know, Google my name and find, oh, he's the Diesel Punk podcast for the last seven years. OK, he has some some. Uh, you know equity in this but anyway well it's not only that you have you you guys have an authority to to it too i mean that's i mean i came across your podcast and it wasn't just sort of like oh random pod, you know because i for exactly the same reasons that you you talked about um and this is what i mean it's like they don't do the, that cursory uh research unfortunately it it really sucks and um i think that's one of the things that weighs down on Wikipedia, on Wikipedia at large, and so many good editors who actually want to contribute to that uh, platform have left. I remember back in the day because of that. I was yeah. one of those people. I left because I, I had enough. I was just so tired of fighting all the time and trying to explain that, you know, for the same reasons you brought up. Obviously, in my time, there were less people like talking about it or, you know, but still, like for the same reasons that you're discussing. I do think it's a disgrace, and I, uh, I would only hope that, like you mentioned, uh, there is an editor on there who can then bring to surface your work because I think it's relevant and it should be included for sure. I think. Uh, I, I think that. It's, it's, yeah. I think that for us to actually address this, I think we actually have to take the fight outside of Wikipedia and talk about it on Facebook and on Twitter and on our own platforms such as our websites and say, this is what's this is what's going on Wikipedia and this is what's going on with just in diesel punk. What else is being excluded from Wikipedia that should be in Wikipedia? Uh, and if well, you totally if yeah. If you're going to reject somebody's article, at least jam them off an email saying this is why we don't think that you should be including this article. Uh, and I'm not doing it for self-promotion to the point where it's like I'm not thumping my chest saying I'm the authority on diesel punk. As a matter of fact, I've made a point in saying that with the exception of maybe Ottens and Pycraft, who, who kicked this whole thing off, I don't think that there should be one person who is the divine oracle that says this is and this isn't diesel punk because once that happens it's no it's no longer punk anymore 
I want in, one of, of course. Things, now, John, I don't, I don't know if you, what you had in store for this conversation. One of the things I really wanted to ask uh, Mr. Pycraft here is, um, what are we getting right and what are we getting wrong about what is and isn't diesel punk from your perspective? I just, I just want to add one footnote to the to the previous uh, topic and before is very quickly. A lot of the anguish you guys are going through at the moment uh, is very similar to what people were going through with the steampunk article as well. And I recall this from Nick mentioning it. Uh, they were doing the same thing. Uh, so just so you know, you're not alone. <laughs> they yeah. went through. And I think they're still uh, in, experiencing a lot of trouble still. A lot of editors. The last time I spoke to a lot of people who were trying to re- re- refine the steampunk article. Um and that, that was already maybe a couple of years ago. But what are we getting wrong? What are we getting right? Well, I mean, it's, as you mentioned, uh, I know I'm, I'm positioned as someone who's like a founding uh, father, which is uh, very appreciative from my side. Uh, I never even sought that title. So I'm really, you know, uh, surprised. But I agree. I think that, you know, this is a developing trend. It's a community. And not obviously i think there are certain specifications and i'm coming at this by the way from a sort of a literary genre perspective so however i i'm aware because of as i said my background with cyberpunk how things become evolving and ever-changing over the times so that's why i'm so interested in what you guys are doing and and what i've seen also online from from different perspectives and i really think that it's highly important to have that dialogue and to have that included it shouldn't just be something locked down and this is the authoritative like you know diesel punk is that i don't i don't agree with that sentiment i think obviously you have some parameters but nonetheless you know you're not going to say well diesel punk is set in the stone age (laughs) but right but you know but you you obviously have some parameters like everything does but it's still very open because you know it's a it's a young I know it's maybe been 10 years now, but it's still pretty young, you know, considering that it was, I think, about, um, I'd say, like, it was four or five years after Steampunk. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it started, it, it's also younger than, obviously, Cyberpunk. But it's, uh, in my view, one of the the third largest uh, period punk genre. So, you know, if you include Cyberpunk and then you have... Um, um, steampunk diesel punk is is rather large it's flourishing i'd say so none but nonetheless you know it's 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 i think it's developing its own it's it's in its sort of generative perspective now where you have a lot of different input coming in that's why i think your input is so relevant to it and it's a shame that it's not included so um well so so along those lines uh bernardo uh Let's kind of just take a step back. In your original thesis, in your original article, um, how did you or how would you describe your vision of what diesel punk was then? So again, uh, referencing my background, for me, I saw diesel punk because from what I when I first saw the the, the little bits and bobs of of it online 
my understanding of it at that point was the fact that it was a, a punk derivative genre of cyberpunk, similar to steampunk, based on a, uh, within the parameters of a time period. Now, let me break it down a bit better. Um, every so you can see like cyberpunk as being the granddaddy, and so you know then you had steampunk developed out of that, and dieselpunk is sort of developed from both in 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 different ways. However, we take into account the first part. So cyberpunk, because it usually involves cybernetics, computing, it's, it's, it's linked to that sort of tech. So the technology is sort of, uh, it's a vital part of the genre. And goes with steampunk. I think there was even at one point clockpunk too. This is based more in Renaissance times, but that was very underdeveloped at the time. And dieselpunk is mostly relating to anything that requires uh, pneumatic or diesel mechanisms. So, and that was prolific from, you know, the the, the dawn of the automobile or up until the what I w- what I would categorize as maybe say the atomic age because you also had a period where you had like a, I mean it was called also at the time when I started atomic punk but I think it's changed its name now. Um, so go back to the 20s to the 50s because this is when we saw um, a consistency of that sort of technology thriving. The punk attribute obviously refers to a sociological perspective so it's something that's going against society. However, obviously steampunk flipped this on its head because steampunk was more ambitious so it's sort of like at the time of the Victorian period, turn of the century, you know, it was, these were darker times. And ironically enough, you could see it as sort of a flip of that. So it's a more sort of ambitious and, and, uh, um, far, uh, a society that's hopeful. Uh, cyberpunk is more dystopic. However, with dieselpunk, it's sort of, I, the, 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 the thing that I noticed was that a lot of the, at least the first shreds of uh, fiction that was developing using these motifs um, was sort of here and there. So it's like I said, it's like you had a bit of the ambitious and then you also had this dark dystopic. You brought up a very good example, Dark City, which many people would have categorized back then as cyberpunk, by the way. Um, There was also Sky Captain and The World of Tomorrow, but that's very... That would have been something that people would have uh, considered to be more like steampunk. So, you know, you, there was this dichotomy at play, which I've, I myself found interesting, and so did Nick. So this is where the conversation came about, sort of, well, what, what does the actual punk in respect to diesel punk refer to? And that's where we delved into it a bit deeper by, by seeing the fact that, you know, the 20s to the to the. Uh, end of the 50s was a very tumultuous time. Uh, it was a tumultuous uh, time. These were tumultuous times um, of the 20th century. You know, you had the, the Wall Street crash, you had the World War, well, the end of the, the First World War, but you had like the Second World War specifically, and then the, just the, the beginnings of a, of a Cold War. Um, so all of these things were come into play, obviously, when we we're looking at it from a, like a societal uh, perspective, and so for me, that's always how I attributed the punk and then the 
aspect of it. I think the diesel aspect has a lot to do with the tech, the, the uh, in terms of the, the development of that society, depending however that society has evolved, and and the the punk determines more so the sort the uh, societal outlook. Uh, however, in this case with diesel punk, it could be either a hopeful one to a certain degree because of the uh, surrounding misery, or it could also be one that's very dystopic based on the consequences. One of the things that I had said in my article that got me into the most trouble with a lot of people who are sort of on the fence is that I declared diesel punk as being a response to the the modern style and fashionistas who are demanding this is what you wear this is what's in style this is what's out of style and that the fashion industry has lost its collective mind telling you know putting forth things that would have been a joke and would have gotten your ass kicked in junior high or high school if you wore like if you wore what gucci is putting forward for menswear if you wore that in 1984 you would have gotten your ass beat and gladly so in in gym class diesel punk for me or an aspect of diesel punk is saying the fashion industry has no idea what it's going doing I'm sticking with the with with the style and substance of the jazz era, meaning suits with a specific cut, fedoras, uh, even you know intertwining aspects and elements of 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 the World War II Korean era uh, uh, surplus wear into the daily wear as a act of rebellion against. The modern style and fashion. What do, what do you think of my um, aspect of punk, as in di- in the in the diesel punk? I I would agree. I think it's you you, you make a valid point there because actually, in fact, um, to name one uh, big name in fashion today, Coco Chanel, she was a um, a socialite, but she was also very rebellious back in the in the days. I don't know if anyone ever saw the movie. She there was a biopic about her. Yep. But you know exactly what you're saying. Um, certain individuals uh, were who are now you know in house names type of like standardized establishment fashion houses. The same goes with you know with with artists that had a significant influence. Um, these were the you know the rebels of the time. Um, they were the ones who were sort of the, the movers and the shakers. They were railing against the system. Um, or in some cases, uh, you know, you, where you have someone like Hugo Boss or who was working with the system. So that there, there is, a, again, like I say, you, you can infer back to this dichotomy. But I do agree with what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. There was definitely uh, uh, this punk by its true definition, the punk, which is sort of counterculture um, statement against the status quo at uh, the jazz age, etc. You, you brought up the jazz age; it's def, def, definitely a hallmark of diesel punk. And mm-hmm. and but even this is what I'm saying. So even taking the jazz age, and I think you you highlighted that point very well. Even taking something like the Nazis, the, how yes, we see the Nazis as being very autocratic, fascistic. Um, however, even that, that could have been seen as a sort of a response to a system, a world system, 
You know what I mean? So the fashion, the look, the, the philosophy. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to advocate right. for Nazism. Yep. I'm, just, I'm just trying to, to, to highlight an interesting uh, point that you made. Because even that, the reason I think that that sort of... It, grew on people in Germany or in Italy. And not only that, you know, look also, let's look into like Stalin, the, the, the Soviet Union too. Um, all of these things, they were sort of like a counterculture. And then obviously they became the, the status quo and etc. cetera. Uh, so yeah, I, I do agree. I think that these are, these are specific elements to designing the look, the feel of diesel punk. Well, so I, I want to pick up on, on that. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, I've tried to to make clear, and, and this is what I have seen, and I, again, Eric and I don't claim to be the author- the authorities on this, but we, we are, you know, the ones... Significant, significant contributors yeah. and part of the whole community, and, and I completely agree. And, I, and I, by the way, I don't claim, I, I also choose not to claim to be the significant authority here, all right? So... But I, I just yeah go on. <laughs> but we we have seen this genre evolve at least since I got involved seven years ago. Seven years ago, when I was looking for something a punk genre that spoke to me, you know, friends said, "Hey, have you ever tr- have you ever gotten into steampunk?" Because I, I you know I've been doing what we call diesel punk all my life. Yes, and it's just who I am and. They said, hey, have you ever seen steampunk? And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool, but just not my my era. It's not my you know, style, personal style. And I said, what, what would they call it for someone like me? Would it be noir punk? Would it be deco punk? And, and those were the search terms that I used originally. And then I found dieselpunks.org and discovered that, hey, there is something that exists for me. It's called diesel punk. And Back in those days, um, you know, the general tenets of, of diesel punk were that it had um, it, it was based on the combustion engine diesel fuel. It had the deco dents, uh, the style and aesthetics of the era, and it had punk. And back then, the punk was science fiction and fantasy. Um, as we've kind of seen the genre evolve uh we we see it has moved past the original foundation of that that combustion engine based technology and really has become more of a style based uh genre defined by style so in in my opinion and this is what i've been preaching for the last several years um i've seen diesel punk evolve to be that it has the decadence, the style and aesthetics of the era, the, the 20s through the 50s. It has science fiction and fantasy. Uh, otherwise, it's just, you know, historical reenactment. So, you know, it could be alternate history, alt tech, future tech, you know, magic, occult, whatever, horror. Uh, but it's got that element of science fiction and fantasy. And then for me, I think the punk has evolved away from that that original definition of the science fiction and fantasy to really be true counterculturalism and for and it's in in two prongs so we as diesel punks who enjoy the genre 
we have a countercultural bent to us naturally. Yeah. We resist contemporary culture. We, you know, we like uh, the zeitgeist of the era. We like the style and aesthetics of the era. But then within the genre, within the work, um, the movies, the literature, the, the, even the music to some degree, the punk is that, that those characters who are fighting against an authoritarian status quo whatever that might look like. So in truth, the, the, the punks are the, the subjects of the work. And anytime you have this battle, whether it's a physical battle, a psychological battle, a financial battle, a religious battle, whatever it is, a, a fight against that authoritarianism, that, that tyranny of the status quo, that is what makes it punk, in my opinion. I'm not uh, wrong there at all. That's that's pretty much. I mean, you defined it exactly as uh, maybe I didn't define it as prop uh, as well, uh, but that was pretty much exactly what the punk referred to in cyberpunk. Actually, if you look at all the material that is usually related to cyberpunk, it was exactly that. It's a uh, an antihero of. Uh, or, or in some cases, it could be a group, people, the, the same type of people that you would call as punks, right? They're fighting a system that's authoritarian or tyrannical. Yeah. And, um, but, but, uh, but as I said, the, the, only, the only thing that I noticed was because steampunk really subverted that. I don't know if, if because with steampunk, it was sort of, it didn't, uh, with a lot of, at least from what I recall from the early stages when steampunk was evolving, it was it took a different slant whereas the punks were like the 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 pioneers you know the the the, the explorers that are like the, the the heroes and and i saw that with a lot of material that, that sort of developed from the early or at least the mid the early to mid stages of, of when steampunk was sort of growing and and that that was a sort of a different flavor of what the punk was like the punk was the dashing sort of hero which was would have been found by you know found upon by society when you look at things like you know these characters like alan quartermain or, or whoever uh like sherlock holmes you know we're talking about people who would be doing things that would be considered by society as like you know you know taking drugs or <laughs> opium or whatever and or had a certain sexual prowess, etc. The, uh, they they would be frowned down by society, but still, these were sort of like heroic characters who would do something for in the favor or in the interests of their, you know, of the of Great Britain, the the kingdom, or um. So, and I'm talking about steampunk hero, obviously. Sure. And so, that, so, so I just thought it. I think. That it was just like I said, like the way I saw with Diesel Punk is because you you brought up also, which is very valid, the, the Roaring Twenties, the Jazz Age. This was actually a, a pretty good period because this was like the high. It was a peak point before we had the major fall, thanks to the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. So I do see the opportunity that you could obviously in most cases, and like you mentioned, which is completely fact beyond a doubt which we can look back to cyberpunk is the fact that yeah, the punk is the one railing against the tyrannical system but be, since steampunk came up and if we're looking at it in terms of like you know if you put them into in terms uh, side by side in terms of uh, uh, a table here 
diesel punk fits naturally in the middle not only because of the time period but i also feel like you can have this sort of hopeful element to it you know uh and that's what nick was fighting for because by the way i i completely agree with you but nick was actually of the position of like saying yeah but there is this hopeful uh element of of diesel punk there is this sort of like that sort the leftovers of, of perhaps the steampunk philosophy and and that was what well, nick was bringing onto the table which i found interesting and gave a bit of that dichotomy that i mentioned earlier yeah well and and we we typically in the community divide diesel punk we mark it as either pycraftian being uh dystopian or post-apocalyptic mm -hmm. um or autism which is hopeful diesel punk and I, you know what? I'm trying to promote my own brand of Picasian diesel punk, <laughs> no. which is why not? Which is the bright, colorful, the loud, almost cartoonish diesel punk. Um, you know, Mary Poppins Returns, Dick Tracy. Uh, yeah. You know the the musicals. Uh, that's that's kind of what I gravitate towards. Now, whether that takes hold or not, I don't know. I'm going with it, but. I'm, I'm curious what you think about my thesis that it's evolved past the technology aspect and become more based in the stylistic aspect. So my, my, my thought process on that has always been that steampunk, you know, the, the development of society stopped with the development of the steam engine and everything progresses, you know, everything stops technologically um, and even though you have, you know, advanced technology, it's all based on the steam engine. Whereas diesel punk, what we see in the in the material that's being created is that yes, the combustion engine is the fuel of the of of the society. But really, what happens in the diesel punk genres is that the style stops with that that jazz age the the what we call now the diesel age between the these and technology keeps moving forward so you might have you know you know a, a warp drive nuclear powered starship but it's got the art deco styling uh and and you know the crew on board are wearing you know, Hugo Boss styled uniforms. And so the technology continued to progress, but the style and aesthetics is what stood still. Yeah, uh, actually, it's interesting you bring that up because this has actually been sort of the issue that has developed also in the cyberpunk community. Uh, at one point, where does it, you know, when it's no longer cybernetic, but it's something more than that, like um, Gattaca, and it's more about genetics. Um, and that was, it's. I think it's it's similar. I think, ironically, that diesel punk is sort of following the same model as, as cyberpunk in many ways, uh, developing so much more because of, like you mentioned, the style. It's, it's, and I don't see a problem with that personally. I mean, me, from my perspective, and again, like <laughs> I, I don't, you don't need to take this as like like verbatim. I'm I'm far from being the Pope of Diesel Punk, uh, but just That's because of my background, 
What's that? Sorry. That's Larry Amyat. He's the Pope. The Diesel Pope. <laughs> oh, he's the Pope again. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, I I don't want people to 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 just take what I say and just think like, oh, he said that, so that must be <laughs> like. I don't want it to be right. like that because I really like the fact that it's growing and it's evolving. And really, the the thing that makes Diesel Punk, in my view, are, are the people who contribute towards it, the people who really uh, love it, and uh, um, and live it. And I think that's the most important thing. So no matter what I say, I don't think that should be you know the end all of it all you know of 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 this. I'm just happy to like contribute to this discussion and, and discuss with two luminaries as well of the community like yourselves. Um, but oh, in my we've view, we got him fooled, don't we, Eric? He yes, luminaries. Oh, I th- I th- I th- you know it's the tomorrow, Pinky, we take over the world. Um, <laughs> the the what? I just, I, I, Go ahead. Sorry, at, on the end, but because I come from a literary uh, point of view, my only dispute is that I personally still, and that's how I am with any of the derivatives like cyberpunk, I will look at things, and maybe it's maybe too academic, my, my perspective, um, which is kind of narrow, but for me, like I still refer to the, the nomenclature, which is basically, you know, it, it should still retain some element of diesel tech or society should in the fiction but again like i'm not saying that that is has to be i'm actually i find it interesting because as i gave you the comparison this is what we've seen with cyberpunk uh when it first initially developed it was all related to computing hackers uh, cybernetics and it's really developed far beyond that so um i see the same thing one of the- that's exciting i think that's that's good so yeah, sorry. One, no, it's okay. It's the time lag. I, I, I blame I blame the time lag between the servers. Um, one of the things that I wrote in reference to what's going on in steampunk, I wrote an article called Requiem of Steampunk, and I made the case that sort of steampunk is doing a great job killing its own genre because it has anointed these leaders, as it were, and have anointed these people to be the the great all-seeing oracle who is able to divine what is and what is not steampunk and it has these okay. it has these people who will go out and they will say um that's not steampunk because and i'll and i'll and i'll use uh cato as an example people have either quoted or misquoted cato in her definition of what's steampunk and people will use that as sort of a club to beat people up saying well Cato says that that's not steampunk and what you're doing is so much like that so that's not steampunk and the and and the the punk element in steampunk is sort of lost steampunk has sort of lost its sort of anti-establishment anti-authoritarian aspect to it because there are people who are trying to monetize steampunk for themselves. And by doing that, they have put themselves up as being the one who has like sort of like, you know, like Caesar with the thumbs up, thumbs down. Now, is there any chance of that happening in diesel punk? 
and I think that John and I will say this, you know, I don't want to get into any past conversation. John and I have have gotten into epic battles with other people within the diesel punk community who have tried to do that. And I, I think that they have failed miserably. Oh, well, if that's the case, then the mantle for the first time as the, the founding father and say that sucks <laughs> because I don't think anyone uh, one of the founding fathers sorry Jesus <laughs> um, <laughs> you can tell that I'm not used to this so <laughs> but no um, I will take I will take uh, you know uh, and I'm sure I can speak on uh, and uh, Nick as well and state that actually uh, no that sucks uh, the, the beauty of, and this is part of the reason why I got into, into you know, all of all of these different things, uh, similar to what John mentioned, my style as well. When I was growing up, it was very, you know, I was I was a rivet head, uh, so I was really into this sort of dark murkiness and the, the aesthetic and the style, and you know, it was all oily. I, if anyone remembers, maybe some early Nine Inch Nails videos, there was a lot of oil and, and stuff like that. And a lot of it was very murky and very big mecha tech type stuff. Um, and so the, my style sort of corresponded to that more. And and I sort of felt like I fit in, uh, but it was more like the 30s, 40s period. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm going on a tangent here. Um, things like, like this, like diesel punk, like cyberpunk, like whatever, these, sub -genre, uh, these uh, subcultures, is the fact that they are only defined by the people contribute towards them. So anyone who tries to detract it or to detract from it, sorry, or restrict it, they, in my opinion, are not contributing because they're sort of stifling a subculture, a culture. The, 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 even the, the fundamental understanding of culture is that it has to grow. It must develop. It must evolve. Otherwise, you're no longer dealing with a culture. You're just, you're dealing with, with something that's stagnant and uh that's why i'm just pleased to hear about all these different variations and what's happening and what's how it's evolved and i just don't think it's right and and you're quite correct if that is the case if where you have self-appointed people who are telling others like this is diesel punk and that isn't i mean obviously you will everyone sticks within a certain certain parameters um you know, what, what, because there are certain identifiable parameters, and I think it's okay to discuss them and have a dialogue about those, and maybe to and and obviously, you know, you could have you, you can go too far, perhaps someone who exaggerates and uh, and at one point saying diesel punk is both steampunk and cyberpunk, you know, and that's a bit, you know, that's going off 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 the tracks here. But my point is like, you know, the parameters are one thing, but then if like you have a self-appointed person defining and trying to demarcate like a, a, a track for it uh, and like you mentioned monetize this for their own self-interest i think that's wrong and I, I remember that cyberpunk thankfully sort of was put into the uh common vernacular by uh sorry for common vocabulary by uh, william gibson and he even said that he was astounded at how imagine imaginative and uh, um, uh, creative, his the, the fans took this thing further, and he has never stepped in to say it's like this, it's like that. So, yeah, I I think 
it's really people like yourselves. It's it's people who really live this that that really show their passion and should should be the ones who like who contribute towards it and should be open enough to be to be willing to see how it evolves because we don't even know how diesel punk will look in in 10 years time but you know obviously we will still have a kinship because we still adhere to some of the parameters within it but outside of that you know the philosophy and so on can uh, it's 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 it, it's ever changing depending on 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 the people who belong to it yeah, so. I, I love to hear you say that. That uh, That is fantastic. And um, I think uh, this discussion we've had, Eric, is going to really enlighten a lot of our listeners. Um, and, and i got to say, this has been a treat for me to have you on the, uh, on the show. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. But I have one last question for uh, Mr. Pycraft and then Eric you can uh, close us out with any remaining questions that sure. you have. But um, have you seen, speaking of cyberpunk, Battle uh, Alita Battle Angel, and what did you think? In the, the, the live action? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it, no. Oh. <laughs> I've, seen, I've, seen the, I've seen the original anime version, which I loved. Well, uh, if, if you're, but if you're I'm, I'm wary. Yeah. It's a good movie. You'll, if you're into cyberpunk and that whole you know, genre and aesthetic, you're going to love it. Now, from a I mean, story aspect, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know your tastes, but uh, it's uh, for me. That's what I envision cyberpunk being. You ever watched the the anime version? The I I haven't. Anime makes me sick. Gives me a headache. Really? Yeah. Okay. The frame of the animation yeah. just messes me up. Okay. I, I will say that I think there's a lot of great cyberpunk and even steampunk anime out there. Uh, I even think I, I think there's even I I forgot if I highlighted the big O is one that I think I, I once referenced in terms of diesel punk anime. Um, yeah. and a few and a few others I can't recall now. It's been a while. Um, I mean, I'm into cyberpunk, but I, you know, I'm still very much into diesel punk. I'm into, I guess the difference is just, I, I, for a while now, I haven't like been involved as much with the, the community, um, or any of these communities for some time. Um, but it's still a part of me, I'd say, because it, it's still something I'm very interested in. You're, you're um, genre agnostic. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a genre agnostic. Um, I just love these topics. I, I, it's, it, you know, it's growing up, always being involved and interested in researching and getting into like different subcultures and like again like literature, literary genres. So all of this is very fascinating for me. There is one thing before you do close because I want to. I, I notice one little irksome thing that people always point out that annoys them about maybe something I originally stated a long time ago uh which was about including mad max to the diesel punk uh here we go uh, references i hey i i wasn't gonna go there but you opened it up let's go i i will i will just i just want to say in my defense and why i i was the one who placed it uh because I think the trouble is when people think of Mad Max, they're taking into account uh, all of the other following uh, uh, films in the in the franchise. But the original Mad Max, the Road Warrior, is actually taking place after the result of a sort of uh, cataclysmic 
World War. And a lot of the technology and a lot of the, even the style, if you look at it carefully, a lot of the things, the cars, etc., they still have that recognized, these recognizable features. I mean, it's about also like diesel. Right. They have these recognizable features uh, of that time period of like the 40s and the 50s. Yes, modern. Don't forget this was a low budget film, but you still see that, you know, the, the teddy boy look, the rocker look. So, and rockers were very much part of the 50s and the 40s. So, um, because on, on I found recommendation, I will go back and I will watch the original Mad Max and see if I change my mind. The Road Warrior, please do, because I think a lot of people took it out of context from what I was trying to bring up. And again, if if you take, it was sorry, if you look into how I uh, I sort of originally was going by defining the genre, it was looking at you know the terminology and applying it from my understanding of all and background also from cyberpunk mix from steampunk etc yeah and it was pretty much just that that's why i guess we were talking at one point with a discussion uh, uh when we when we were we were develop, we were sort of discussing different possible developments of like you know derivatives within diesel punk and yeah. that's possibly where the post-apocalyptic one uh came into yeah play, and, so. know, look I, I think most of us in the community understand why mad max was originally part of that description and i think that speaks to the evolution of the genre that that we talked about earlier i mean i'm one of the biggest proponents out there that star wars is good diesel punk and i've got my whole list of reasons and some people agree with me, right. some people disagree. And and that's okay. So that's cool. That's cool. Right. Eric? I think the one thing that I would like to be able to just end the show on is that it, it feels it feels to me as if this in with even with the t- technological hiccup that we had in the middle, this is sort of like felt like sort of like a homecoming. This is sort of like felt like we're like bringing like somebody like it's like we're welcoming you back home. And what I would really like to do is invite you to um, either pick up where you left off or just keep going. And and I want you to be continue to be a part of the conversation and and don't be a stranger and be able to speak up. And and but I especially want you to be able to get into the debates with us and tell us what you think is or isn't uh, uh, isn't diesel punk and and explain why um and we have an archived version uh we have and a link to the pdf of the original conversation that you and mr audens had and just make sure that you understand that you always have a place here like there's always a seat well, at the table for you. I, I I really am grateful for that and and appreciative. It's it's been very nice, and I I do feel very welcomed. And that's also something I, I've I've grown to appreciate from the diesel punk community itself. From even from the early start to to now, like everyone has always just been very friendly and and nice. And I'm I'd, I'd like to see. It remain like that i want I, w- I would love to see this carry on uh this way and if if it's the case because i haven't checked it out as as you mentioned i think eric that steampunk is in that state it's a sad s- state of affairs and uh i i would really not want to see that happen to this 
beautiful thing what what's flourished here uh and that's why i'm i'm just happy to see you know what what started off as a, a wikipedia article fight yeah <laughs> as uh, uh has s- sort of given birth well it didn't give birth because it was already around that's the thing i mean it just flourished with under the mantle of different people different visionaries yourselves included now and i i think i think that's a remarkable thing and that's i think what people need to remember about all of this at the end of the day and that's that's what matters and if you feel part of it if you if you if you're really into this type of thing it's okay to like duke out ideas and and defend your your concept and try to like you know just like john mentioned you know he he feels star wars is is a uh, diesel punk and that's great you know and he has his own reasons and theories why and maybe some people disagree as he, he as he brought up and and i think that's okay you don't have to agree with everything but you know i don't think that we should have if it is the i'm as i said i've been outside of the steampunk community a bit so i don't know what what's going on there but if it is the case where the, you do have these people who are determined to just block everything i think that's wrong and i think we have to be welcoming of other people's input and ideas and creativity because that's what makes you know diesel punk and that's actually why diesel punk is here today so I think people should remember that because it, it 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 came from a guy who had a steampunk background. Uh, sorry, no, <laughs> I meant the, the the in terms of if you look at it from a perspective, it came from a guy who uh, uh, who did an RPG who coined the term, and then also like from my side, it was just someone who loves literary genre and and Nick from a background and uh, basically trying to group together the different ideas and thoughts of a collective of different people who perhaps didn't have uh, the ability at the time to, to voice it, uh, especially through a Wikipedia article. And we were, and you know, over time, this is what's happened. So it's a collective effort in my view, and it always will be, and it should always remain like that. That's, that's what I think, so. That's phenomenal. And that's where I want to leave it. So, hey, well, that's I want to I want to I want to leave it I want to leave it open for 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 future podcasts. So, John, would would you would you like to do the honors and and uh, as I as I bow out, I will remind everybody to keep the chins up and your fedoras on. And John, and on behalf of the Diesel Punk Podcast, the Fedora Chronicles, Mister Piecraft, and Eric Renderking Fisk. This is John Pika saying, until the next time, swing hard, swing often. We'll catch you on the flip side. This has been a simulcast of the Thor Chronicles radio show and the Diesel Punk podcast. You can find out more about us via our web pages, thefedorachronicles.com and dieselpunkpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, Player FM, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to leave us a review on these platforms, and we promise we will read your comments and criticisms during our next recording. If your favorite subscription service doesn't carry the Fedora Chronicles radio show or the Diesel Punk podcast, let us know and we'll fix that as soon as we can. You can support the show by visiting our Zazzle page, zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Exactly 12.5% of every purchase you make goes to keeping this and other shows on the Fedora Chronicles network on the air. Or you can become a Patreon. Click the Patreon link on our page. And for a mere dollar a month, you will get early access to this podcast, updates on what we're doing, and so much more. 
Thank you for all the support in advance, and thank you to all of our listeners who have contributed already. Once again, this has been Eric Renderking-Fisk reminding you that this has been the Fedora Chronicles radio show from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. And one last time, keep your chins up and your fedoras on. <laughs>